Hey, hey, this is Coach Dr. Kim with I've Been Thinking, and you are in for a treat today. We have with us Ms. Kim Ali with Kim Ali Healthcare Consulting Firm. She is an expert in retention and engagement, and we are going to be talking about what she's thinking regarding the pandemic and the workforce, because we want to know, are we talking about everything? Hey, Kim, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Kim. Thanks for having me. This is going to be quite funny, Kim and Kim. Right. We need to solve I thought about problem. that when I said it. <laughs> I know when I said it out loud, I was like, Kim and Kim. Okay. She spells her name much more like it should be in lights. It's just, you know, very unique. And I really, I tell her that um, when we connected about this, because it really, it's like eye catching. But um, first, let's just hear about your career path, Kim, and um, how you became an expert in retention and engagement. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, so I've been a nurse for God, 16 years. I can't believe I'm that old. <laughs> but um, I knew I wanted to be a nurse since a teenager because I was always that friend that people would come to for advice. And I always had an interest in women's health. And so that's my background. I'm a mother baby nurse. And um, so graduated college didn't end up in maternity. Originally, I was a telemetry nurse. And at the end of the six months, I was sprinting off the unit. That just wasn't my thing. So that's how I fell into being a mother baby nurse. And I always loved traveling. So after I got a couple of years of experience, I started doing travel nursing across the United States. And then about maybe mm, seven or eight years ago, I had the opportunity to go overseas to a country called Qatar, and I opened up a women and children's hospital. And it was so rewarding because I got to do things that I would never have the chance to do here in the States. And not only did I grow professionally, but I grew personally as well because I was able to travel the world. Um, I mean, I work with people from... England, Australia, South Africa, the Philippines, um, India. And so by working in such a diverse setting, you get to learn about yourself and other cultures, and it just helps you grow and to become a better person. Um, So I came back home, and sadly, through my own personal experience um, with burnout, um, I was able to heal myself And then I started working with people one-on-one to help them heal from burnout. And then that's when I received a couple of requests to come on board to healthcare facilities. And so that's how I started my business. So I always tell people that my business found me. I wasn't looking to start a business. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I really knew some of that story, but not to that extent. Like that is amazing. So you had to travel the world basically. um, And then your calling found you that, Mm -hmm. that that's an amazing story and kudos to you for having the courage and the perseverance to explore like you did in the first place. So many people don't go outside the boundaries of what they know, especially into other cultures and Um, geographic locations and so I can only imagine the richness of information that you have to share with other people um, through those interactions that had to be an amazing experience Um, and you mentioned the word burnout um, and how that impact um, how that impacts retention 
and engagement and having that diverse experience brings up this question are we talking about everything you know in healthcare people are tired the pandemic has caused a lot of distress so for our talk i want to widen the lens a little bit and ask what are the factors in impacting retention right now? Is it simply a matter of COVID came and now people are exhausted or is there more to it? Oh yeah, it's a lot deeper than that. Um, well, first to start off, um, nurses were burned out prior to the pandemic. So burnout is nothing new. Um, however, now because of the pandemic, we've transitioned from burnout to PTSD. Um, and so I'll, with some of the factors that are contributing to this, I'll start at the macro level. So during the pandemic, um, you know, we rely on government bodies like the CDC, um, you know, professional organizations to help guide us and make best practice recommendations. And a lot of nurses, you know, felt like they were betrayed and let down because there was so much, you know, miscommunication and, you know, policies and procedures constantly changing every day. Um, and again, I talk to a lot of nurses. So this is the feedback that I hear. Um, okay. A lot of nurses feel as if, you know, professional nursing organizations weren't really helpful during the pandemic. And so, you know, people that you look to to guide you weren't necessarily there. So that's the micro aspect of retention. Um, if we go down to the micro level, I mean, I have a list. <laughs> okay. You know, number one, um, leadership. A lot of nurses feel like leadership isn't there for them and that they don't care. Um, you know, nurses are underpaid, but yet at the same time, you're working with a travel nurse who's making three times what you're making. Um, they're overworked. The staffing ratio, some units, like on a med surge unit now, nurses are having to take care of eight, nine, 10 patients because of the staffing crisis. Yeah. Which means so in that- comparison to pre, what was pre, um, like pre-COVID, pre-pandemic ratio uh, for listeners who may not be familiar? I think, I think like, especially states like California, where it's mandated, it's one to four. Other states, I think the normal ratio might have been one to five. Right. So for some, it's double. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they're expected, you know, the standard shift is 12 hours. Now people are working 14, 16 hours a day because of the uh, critical staffing. So that means you can't take your vacation, right? Which um, increases burnout. Not to mention the incivility among nurses, you know, that's increased during the pandemic because everyone is so stressed out. And if you're a nurse of color, there's systemic racism that you have to deal with. And on top of that, a lot of facilities aren't providing resource, resources to help nurses cope with everything that's going on. And so the only option right now is to leave for a lot of nurses. Okay. Yeah, I know it's getting, there's national staffing shortages and people are kind of like hanging up their hats, so to say, and just saying, you know, it's too much. Um, so thank you for sharing the different impacts. You know, for me being in my region, you, it, it's easy to not see what's going on in other parts of the world and nation. And so it's very, I think it's very important for people to be able to zoom out mm -hmm. and see the, the bigger um, scope of what's going on. You mentioned in there 
um, systemic racism. And that's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm very interested in diversity, equity, and inclusion, and um, have a personal and professional interest there. So I just want to say, you know, we've used phrases, tale of two pandemics, or, you know, some people have declared racism a public health crisis. Yeah. Um, is there a sentiment that for some, racism is the primary issue for them in terms of systemic racism and its impacts a primary issue for them in terms of retention? Be right back after this quick break. I believe so, uh, especially for nurses of color. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to talk about the impact systemic racism has on individuals. And I know it's a uncomfortable conversation, but it's a necessary conversation. Um, I personally have experienced systemic racism and, you know, let me tell you, it's not a great feeling. Every day you come to work, you feel like you're actually going to war. You know, I have to put on my uniform and grab my weapon because you feel like you're constantly under attack. And that has ramifications. It starts to make you paranoid. Um, it, you can't trust your colleagues. Um, and then eventually lack of focus, right? Because mm. you're nervous. And then that's when you start to make mistakes. Now, if someone is trying to target you based on your performance, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And at the end of the day, it's the patients that matter. So we don't want nurses coming to work, you know, nervous, can't focus because they feel like they're being targeted because it'll have an impact on the patient eventually. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So with all these things in mind, I mean, what can individuals or organizations do to, you know, have some positive outcomes? Is there you know, some high level best practices that people can begin to look toward for some kind of relief or mm -hmm. um, change in perspective? Yeah, well, well, right now what I'm seeing um, is not working and that's the sign on bonuses. Um, I think a lot of organizations are using sign on bonuses as a bandaid and using it as a short term fix. Mm -hmm. because they don't want to address the root cause. Um, so I think, number one, having formal training in place, not only just diversity, equity, and inclusion, but emotional intelligence as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people who bully each other have low emotional intelligence. Like, I'm just going to say it. They are not self-aware, and they don't have situational awareness. Otherwise, they wouldn't intentionally do something to make someone else feel bad right right um mental health training that's super important right now um resilience training wellness programs um because we have to think about the long-term effects of the pandemic on nurses mm -hmm. um a lot of nurses are adopting coping mechanisms right now that are not really serving them you know for example um alcohol um, drugs, food addiction, 
Um, and that filters into the workplace. So we want to build a nation of healthy nurses. And the way you start doing it is to bring in formal training. Um, another idea is to maybe look at, you know, our time and attendance policies. Um, we work 12, 13, 14 hour shifts. Like it's no reason why we should only have uh, two 15 minute breaks and 30 minute breaks. There are other industries that only work eight hours and they get one full hour to, you know, break. Um, so yeah, let, let people get their time and vacation, encourage your staff to take breaks at work. Um, also job flexibility. If you have a nurse that, you know, has one foot out of the door, maybe see if you can convert her to a per diem position instead of losing, you know, a full FTE. Um, there's so many creative things that you can do to work with the problem, because let's be honest, we don't know when the healthcare system is going to change, but we can change how we respond to the chaos. Mm -hmm. One thing that really stood out to me, and I mean, all of that was um, great, insightful feedback. You said work with the problem. Um, mm -hmm. And that just resonated very deeply with me. It carried the weight of not against it. And, you know, we're not going to make this go away. We don't have a magic wand. So we're, in a sense, going to have to embrace it mm -hmm. and go into flow with it so that we can navigate it. Mm hmm kind of like a riptide you, I've never been in one thank god but they say if you fight against it you get tired and it takes you under it does so it does. yeah so I'm thinking maybe that's one of the things that we're doing we're fighting against mm -hmm. it instead of working with it mm -hmm. ah I think that you know I think Oprah would say that's a tweetable moment <laughs> dropping some pearls right <laughs> so I you know you being a retention consultant nurse retention consultant and an expert in this this field you know if people wanted to speak with you further on this what where could they you know reach out to you to engage with you Sure, absolutely. Um, so I'm always on LinkedIn. You can find me there and just shoot me a DM. Um, also, my email is info at Kim Ali, so K-Y-M-A-L-I dot com. And let's see, where else can you find me? Yeah, and my website is www.kimali, K-Y-M-A-L-I.com. Perfect. And then I can't believe I almost let you get out of here without doing this. I need you to answer one more question for me. Sure. How are you present, open, and intentional in your life? Ooh, that's a good one. How am I present? You said open and intentional? Yes, on this show, we call that B3. Mm, I like that. I like that. Present. Um, okay, so for me, my time is precious. A lot of people don't mm. know this, but I still work full time. Okay. <laughs> so I, was, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I try to keep it on the low, <laughs> but yeah, I, I still work full time. You know, I have a family, um, the business, and then plus, you know, me time. So everything I do has to be intentional just for the simple fact that I don't have a lot of time. 
And I'm very honest with people about that. You know, if someone wants to uh, chat with me or meet, um, I let them know, you know, listen, I would love to meet with you, but right now I'm not in a space where I would be present and I value our relationships. So let me schedule a time so that way I can show up as my full self Mm -hmm. and dedicate my time and attention to you. So just, you know, being honest with people, I think a lot of us, Um, are afraid to be honest with people and let people know what's going on with us. Mm -hmm. Um, But you find that if you open up and are intentional with people, they will respect you more because of your honesty. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. That That was a good question. (laughs) I, I really appreciate that because instead we would show up half available mm-hmm. and that can do more damage to the relationship because mm-hmm. people can see it mm-hmm. yeah they know you're not engaged they know you're not listening or you're just trying to rush and get the conversation over with yeah and it's yeah and it's not it doesn't feel genuine mm-hmm. yeah see that was that was good I'm glad I didn't um let that pass by we would have <laughs> more pearls well miss kim i am so thankful that you um allowed us to hear from you today and hear what you are thinking about these important topics um the pandemic and the workforce and thank you for just being out there and doing this work that is so needed right now as our nurses continue to um, learn to embrace what's happening and our leaders learn the same thing as well and how to support them in that endeavor. Um, so thanks again for being on. I've been thinking Kim's coaching. Thank you, Kim, uh, for having me. And thank you for the work that you're doing. I think it's important, you know, for us to have platforms like this, you know, to share our insights. All right. Until next time. To schedule a session with Kim, visit www.kimregis.com where you can learn more about her. You can also book a free life coaching consultation. Find the link to her book, Meeting Just Fine, A Life-Changing Encounter, available on Amazon.com. View her TED-style talk and download useful resources. Tune in next week for more I've Been Thinking, Kim's Coaching.